0: Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. man. It's going to be a great Sunday. I'm excited. I tell you what, I'm excited to preach this word today. I don't know if you're excited to hear it, but I'm excited to preach it. Anybody excited to hear the word today? Hear from God today, yeah. Uh, Wherever you are, if you're on a screen somewhere else, um, I want you to know that uh, you can hear from God today right there where you're at as well. So uh, may, may God speak to you. Lean into what God is saying. It's going to be awesome Uh, Last week was an incredible Sunday. It was kind of like an invite Sunday. But how many know every Sunday is invite Sunday? God's going to kind of put some people in your path. Just want to make you aware of these little invites that are on your way out on all the services. On the back, it's a little QR code that anybody could pull up a quick video about or information about our church. And so maybe you come across somebody in your neighborhood or at work or at a restaurant. Just keep these in your pocket and you'll always be ready ready to go if you have a copy of god's word go to hebrews chapter 10 and romans chapter 5 hebrews chapter 10 and romans chapter 5 we start a a new series uh this week called hope everybody say hope Hopeful. full and uh, i'm gonna tie my shoe it's untied this is very unprofessional so please forgive me But at least, no, I got it the first time. Thank you. I knew knew you were going to be worried I was going to trip. We're all good. Hebrews chapter 10 and uh, Romans chapter 5. We start this series this week and next week. We're going to talk about being hopeful, being full of hope. And uh, speaking of of hope and being full of it, uh, just one more thing I want to mention is this Wednesday night, uh, we have our prayer service. The last Wednesday of each month is a prayer service here at the Curry Ford campus. Don't miss it, seven o'clock. We'll be praying for healing and just believing for miracles. It's gonna be awesome. I just have a sense that God's gonna do something real strong this Wednesday night, so don't miss it. Hebrews 10, if you're there, say amen. Amen. And then we'll read Romans 5. Hebrews 10 says, let us hold on firmly to the hope of, that we profess. We talk about it, but Hebrews said, let us hold firmly to this hope that we profess because we can trust God to keep his promise. There was a movie way back before some of us were born called Rebel Without a Cause. And when you live life without a cause, uh, it'll, it'll create hope. It'll create hopelessness. We start to think we're, Sometimes in a hopeless situation, there really are no hopeless situations. There are only hopeless people in the midst of a situation. But you live life without a cause, you'll feel hopeless. We don't live life without a cause. We live life with a cause. Matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 10 shows us we live life with a because. Look what it says. Hold on firmly to the hope we profess because... We can trust God to keep his promise. Has anybody just found that you can trust God to keep his promise? That's what we're gonna talk about is holding on to that that kind of hope. Uh, I want you to pray with me as I preach this message entitled Hope's Assembly Line. Hope's Assembly Line. Let's pray. Lord, speak to us, anoint this word. We open our hearts to the truth of your word. I pray it would change us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen, amen. Before I really jump deep into Romans chapter five, and we're gonna read from there in just a moment, I do want to kind of tell you about something, a, a call kind of that's been resonating in my heart and on my life a little bit, that and I don't know how it's gonna affect my assignment here or my, uh, my my length of time on an assignment here, but there's there's a call that's just, kind of been uh, getting stronger and stronger in my life, and it's, it's really this. It's a call to the open road. Uh, it's a call to ride. Like, um, I, I've seen people with, with leather vests. On the back, it says, Born to Ride. I'm starting to feel like I was born to ride, and so I did something yesterday that I just want to kind of get it out there and let you all know, but uh, I bought a bike yesterday. Yeah. I got a hog. I did. I mean, it's a steel horse that I ride now, and uh, it is beautiful. Um, Instead of trying to tell you about it, let me just show you myself in action yesterday as I drove it uh, home. Here's, Here's my new ride right here. So that's not the reaction I was expecting. (laughs) I think where some of that's coming from is probably jealousy, that's what I'm sensing in the room and (laughs) even sensing at the campus, especially with some of the the men in the church. Because I I was sensing it on the road too, I was sensing jealousy when people were seeing me drive by them, or when they were driving by me, maybe I should say. Uh, It was either jealousy or rage that I was in their way. I'm not sure which it was. But uh, no, uh, that's not, well, I mean, we did, I did get that yesterday, actually, it's for my my son, he's going to UF, and they don't have any parking on campus at all, and he lives in baseball housing a, a little bit of ways away, and so he spends an hour trying to find parking places just to go to class and whatever. So anyway, uh, that's what that's about, but the reason why I bring it up today is because yesterday, when I was driving that thing uh, across the streets of Orlando, I mean, you don't know what it feels like to have 49 cubic centimeters of raw power at your finger, <laughs> fingertips. Like, it's quite a feeling. That's why, you're, that's why I'm saying, yeah. Um, but as I was driving it, um, I was experiencing, like, new levels of hope. I'm talking about hope today. I was experiencing new levels of hope. Here's, here's one of the things that I found that was a, a big hope in my life is, like, I knew that uh, as I drove that thing home, that if a car does run me over, because a couple times I felt like that was gonna happen, I knew that if I were to die on that journey, I was gonna go to heaven. And uh, so I had that blessed hope, I had that eternal hope. And as Christians, that's, that's kind of the baseline of our life, that no matter how tough life gets, no matter how many things go wrong, you always know this, that you win in the end. Heaven is waiting for you, and that hope should affect your life. And so I had that hope, and it was, it was more real to me yesterday than it is sometimes maybe, you know, walking down the street or in a car. So it was real. But my second hope that was overwhelming me was this. I was really hoping that none of you were going to see me out there. Because <laughs> I, I was just like, I can't have any of my church people seeing me going, oh, poor Pastor Johnny. He's going through a midlife crisis and he can't afford a real motorcycle. Look at him. There's some truth to that. But anyway... So uh, no, I was just I was just getting at home, and I was I was filled with hope. And listen, as we talk about hope, the hope is something that everybody wants. Hope is something that will change. Uh, the way you see your circumstances. Hope is something that helps you get through something that maybe you didn't know you were going to get through. It gives you courage. It gives you perseverance. It gets you through tough times. It keeps you moving forward. Hope is something that everybody wants. If you don't have hope, it gets, it's, it's tough to sometimes find joy in life. When you don't have hope, it's hard to sometimes get up. Everyone craves hope. Here's the thing about true hope is it only is found vertically, it's not found horizontally. Think about the times that we have tried to find hope horizontally. Think about the times we put our hope in horizontal things, hoping that some person is not going to let us down, hoping that our family's never going to let us down, or our, our spouse, we put our hope in our spouse, and our spouse isn't, isn't perfect, and we put our hope in our job, and we put our hope in our boss, and we put our hope in the government, and we put our hope, we put our hope in all these horizontal things, and we find out that we're left empty, but if you'll put your hope uh, vertically, if you'll put your hope on Jesus... Yeah, it never disappoints. And that's what we're going to talk about. This, this, this hope that uh, I'm going to present today is really um, two different kind of expressions, and two different uh, versions of hope that we'll talk about today. One, and if you, if you take notes uh, during a service, write this down, um, but one is hope by position. There is hope by position, Romans chapter 5 is getting ready to talk about this, Hope by position, but then there is also hope by process. Okay, hope by position, hope by process. Romans 5 talks about both, watch for it. Here we go, verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into grace in which we stand. I don't know if you caught it yet, but there in that first and second verse, it's talking about position, I have access by faith to the grace which I stand. Um, it's a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's positional, and it's getting ready to talk about the positional hope, because it says, uh, and, and to the grace in which I stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in hope, positional hope. We continue, verse 3. But not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Paul's getting into some stuff here. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. This is hope now by process. The other was hope by position. This is hope by process. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So let me talk about this this process of hope, this assembly line of hope, this production of hope in our life. And uh, the first thing that it starts with, I love it, the first thing it starts with is this base of hope, right, position of hope. Once I come into right relationship with God, there is now hope in my life, hope for a, hope for the ending, hope for eternity. Uh, It it comes with salvation, it comes with belief on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what verse two is talking about when it says, "We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It's a, it's a foundational mindset. This kind of hope is not dreaming uh, uh, of just, well, just better things, or just like this, well, I'm just gonna disregard the reality, and I'll just have these, these, uh, these uh, high thoughts spinning around, this illusion in my brain that everything's gonna be fine. This hope is not just some fantasy that you just create in your own mind to protect you from the boredom of life or the things that you're gonna go through. That's not what we're talking about here. As a matter of fact, back in Paul's day when he writes this letter to the Romans, um, most of the, uh, the, 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 the scholars of the day, the majority of secular thinkers of the day, they did not regard hope as a virtue. They regarded, like I just said, they regarded hope as this coping mechanism. They regarded hope as some fantasy and so I love that Paul doubles down in the midst of a culture that goes, uh, hope's not even real. Paul says, no, 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 hope is very real and it's found in one place, it's found in Jesus Christ. And when you come into a relationship with Jesus, you can have this be the baseline of your life. Hope. In the midst of a culture that didn't have That's why Paul says in, in um, Ephesians chapter two, verse 12. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You lived in this world without God, And without what else? Without hope. He's like, the reason why some of you don't know that hope exists and you think it's something fake, you're without God, and because you're without God, you're without hope. And so we have this this hope based on what Jesus said is going to happen, what Jesus has already prepared for us, and we have this hope based on what Jesus has done in the past for us. Some of you have been saved for longer than a few days can look back and go, I know God has come through for me in the past. I know God has my future set. We also can get hope from what God is doing in our lives today. And when I say what God is doing in our lives today, I mean what God is doing in our lives now. Like, here's what I mean. I mean, God is getting ready to do something in some of your lives today because you are weary and you are starting to believe in hopelessness. And I'm telling you that today, God is going to change your mind. Today, God is going to lift your spirit and that is gonna bring hope in your life. There was an article in Parade Magazine years and years ago about a guy named Eugene Lang. Eugene Lang got invited to speak in uh, East Harlem to a group of sixth graders, about 60 sixth graders, And uh, this was a very, very rough area, a very low-income area. matter of fact, the high school that these kids would end up going to had uh, some of the lowest graduation rates in the country. And he was invited to speak to these 6th graders. He didn't know what uh, he was going to say. He had some things prepared. And when he got there, uh, he just kind of went a different direction, just kind of had an idea. And he stood before those 66th graders back in 1980, and he said, Uh, hey, here's what I'm going to do for you. He said, if you guys will make it, if you'll graduate high school, I'll help you go to college. I'll help pay for your college. He says, as a matter of fact, right now, I'm gonna put aside some money for each of you. And every year that you make it to the next grade, I'm gonna put more money aside for you so that when you graduate high school, you'll be able to go to college. And so he he makes this, this promise to them Five years later, he's in a room meeting with a bunch of juniors in high school uh, from that original meeting. He's meeting with 52 of the 60. Kids that he met with in sixth grade, way beyond the graduation rate. Now he's meeting with them discussing what schools they're gonna go to. And that, that little group in that, in that class, 52 of those 60, almost 90% of those students end up graduating high school in a school where the graduation rate was way below that. What was different for them? Hope, a baseline of hope, a baseline of that graduation's coming, and when it, when it does, you'll be rewarded for that. This is the baseline hope of a Christian, that heaven is coming, that there is a graduation coming. It, it, I'll talk more about that level of hope and that blessed hope, and, and heaven will talk a little bit more about that next week. But because of that base hope in our life, this is where Paul gets into now this, this process of hope. Now he says this, because of this hope, in verse three he says, not only that, not only do we rejoice in hope, But he says we rejoice in our sufferings, rejoice in our tribulations, another version of the Bible says. For the believer, hear me, sufferings, tribulations, for the believer, they don't work against us. They work for us. Listen, everybody suffers, but not everyone is suffering right now. But some of you, you're in the season of suffering right now. No matter what it is that you're suffering, whether it's pain, a diagnosis, sickness, anger, maybe it's ever-increasing debt and you're just at the height of suffering. Maybe it's disease, divorce, Maybe it's something personal and loneliness and, and shyness and you, you feel lack and you feel loss. Maybe it's depression or maybe it's you're suffering with your, what's going on with your family with unruly kids or maybe it's, per, maybe it's Christian persecution in some fashion or form. Listen, no matter what it is that you're suffering, hope will find a way into, to, to look at that suffering, to process that suffering, knowing how God is going to use this suffering to produce something else in my life. That's, that's what hope will do for you. Hope knows this, that God will find a point. He will make something progress due to my pain. My pain, my suffering will not be wasted. This is the, this is the, the foundation of, 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 of going through suffering, of going through tribulation. There's a Latin word, the word we get tribulation from comes from a Latin word called tribulum. And a tribulum, uh, especially back in, in those Bible days, I think probably some parts of the world may still use these, but a, a tribulum was this big plank of of wood with a bunch of spikes that came out of the bottom. And uh, they would drag this, this crude uh, tool They would drag it um, along the grain. And as they dragged it along the grain, that uh, tribulum, that tribulation, that, that suffering that it's creating, it would start to separate the wheat from the chaff. The chaff, they would separate so we could throw it away. The wheat is what we would use. And so this tribulum is now taking away that which is of no use and, and, and bringing to the surface that which is of great use. If you could kind of see with hope's eyes, if you could see even in the midst of suffering, yes, it's suffering. Yes, it's, it's maybe it's maybe not fun. Although Romans chapter 8 says that we wouldn't even, our, our sufferings, these moment and light sufferings they don't even compare to the glory that is coming. That's what hope will do for you. But as we go through this suffering, it's bringing to the surface some, some, some quality things. It's producing some good things in our life and it's causing some things to go away. That's why Paul says we rejoice in our sufferings and then he begins to say because of what the sufferings can produce. He says sufferings can produce endurance. Verse three, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Another version of the Bible says, tribulation worketh patience. Tribulation works patience. Suffering produces endurance. Think about it. That's really the only thing that can produce patience. It's the only thing that can produce endurance. I don't know what endurance is until I suffer something. Does that make sense? I can brag about how much endurance I have, but until I go try to run a mile or two or three For me, it's more like seven or eight, but just kidding, I don't run at all. All right, amen. But until I do it, I don't know. So endurance, if I'm going to discover endurance, it's going to be through suffering. And I found that the difference between people that thrive in life and the ones that just survive life, the difference is not a lack of suffering. It's the presence of endurance, Everybody's going to go through some suffering. It's like, what's that suffering going to do to me? We can even look, like, if we look at even, like, whatever we would deem successful Christians. What do you want to qualify that? However you, want to, however you want to qualify that. It's not that they don't suffer. It's that they've endured through the suffering. You can look through the Word of God and see person after person. Joseph, uh, he endured mistreatment from a dysfunctional family. And some of us can relate to a dysfunctional family. Yeah, he suffered through that, but he endured through it. David bounced back from several uh, devastating failures in his life. Elijah, he suffered personal criticism, but he endured during it. Nehemiah, he was discouraged with a harsh political climate, uh, legal, social circumstances that were working against him that was, that was causing suffering. But what did he do? He decided to endure through it. The apostle Mark, he's, he's rejected by high-ranking Christian leaders. I mean, what does he do? He endures. Peter was disappointed with his own mistakes, with his own inability to withstand pressure. Disappointed with himself, but he endures. He, he makes it through it. Even Jesus himself suffered from those around him, those against him, and those even, even in his own camp. But what did he do? He endured. It's the endurance that, 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 that starts to bring the next step in our life. During one of my, my uh, growing up seasons, I had a couple different like, little, little periods of my life growing up when I was a kid where I, I really wanted to be like a boxer. Uh, they normally coincided with me seeing one of the sequels of the Rocky uh, trilogy or whatever. Well, now it's like a five or six of them or something. I don't know. But I, this was probably one of those years. I probably saw Rocky II or Rocky three as a little kid, and I had decided, I felt that call again to be a boxer. I could have been one of the greats. I'm telling you right now, I could have been. It, what could have happened... And it was around Christmas time, and I told my mom, I said, I wanted a, a boxing uh, like I wanted a, a a boxing bag, like I wanted a punching bag uh, for for Christmas. And uh, and I had in mind like like the speed bag, you know. I was like, man, if I get one of those, I will I will get right on track, and I'll be one of the greatest of all time. And so I, ha- I had that in mind. And so Christmas came. I opened it up. I had that in mind. Th- this is more uh, what she thought I was meaning. And so this is what she got me. Uh, something like this. <clears throat> How many remember these? Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking like, I open this up and I, and I look at, that's not, the, that's not the exact one, by the way, all right. Uh, I open it up and I'm thinking, mom, like, I'm thinking, I didn't, I didn't show, I was, I, I was grateful for it and I said thank you and I, whatever. Uh, but inside I was thinking, this is for kids? And in her mind, she's probably thinking, you're a kid? Like, yeah, it works out good. But I'm like, no, I needed the real thing. But uh, I started playing with this thing, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I did punch it. And every time I punched it, it came right back. And uh, it didn't matter which direction I punched it, it came right back. didn't matter how hard I punched it, it came right back. I think this is a good picture of what you want your life to look like. Some of you trying to, trying to get through life never being punched. Trying to get through life never going through any suffering. Trying to get through life never having anybody say anything bad. Trying to go through life never having any loss. It's not gonna happen. You will suffer some. What you want to figure out is not how many times you get hit. Don't try to focus on how hard you got hit. Don't try to focus on who hit you. What I want you to focus on is not the going down. I want you to focus on bouncing back. This needs to look like your life. No matter who hits me, no matter how hard they hit me, you have a pastor you don't understand. I lost my job this week. That's all right. That was a punch. Bounce back. God's got a better job for you. Have some hope in your life. You have a pastor you don't understand. My spouse lied to me and betrayed me. I know that's fine. That's a punch. That's like two punches. But you know what? Bounce back. Have some hope. God's got something in your life. The doctor told me this week that my situation, he even used these words, Pastor. He said it's hopeless yeah but that doctor does not understand what's going on in your heart that doctor doesn't understand what's going on in that word and so even if that gets spoken to me yes it knocks me down for a moment but because the hope I have I'm going to bounce back it's called endurance it's called having some bounce back in your life if you feel like an outcast and you at at work or an outcast at school man I just uh, I feel lonely I know that's a punch but have some bounce back in your life God's going to bring somebody into your life a family my family doesn't I know I know it's tough when you have family issues, but have some bounce back in your life. That's what our life should look like, is endurance, is some bounce back. And you know why that thing bounces back, like like literally? Because it's got a heavy base. It's got a baseline. We got a heavy base. We got a baseline of hope. And that hope affects, it does, that hope affects how we process our sufferings. How we endure our sufferings. And if we will find endurance, endurance will produce something else now in this assembly line, in this genealogy of, of, of hope. It produces something else. Endurance produces character. And I like this part. Uh, another version says, Patience worketh experience. That's what we, think about that now. Character, experience. This word that gets translated in these versions as character and experience. This word signifies this concept, proof. Like when I suffer and I endure, it produces some character, some experience, some, some proof. Watch this, church. When I suffer and I endure and I get into this character stage, I become my own testimony. I become my own proof. Now listen, I love to listen to somebody else's story. I love to listen to somebody else's testimony. We look for opportunities to put that before you when God comes through, when God heals somebody, when God comes through for somebody in their in their uh, uh, in their financial life because they were faithful and He He provides. We we love to tell those stories because it does encourage you. But watch this: if you'll go through some tough seasons with hope as your baseline, you go through some suffering and you endure that suffering and you come out on the other side with some experience and some. Care- character, where you can look back and go, I know God did it for you, but guess what? God did it for me too. So even if I don't hear about anybody else's stories, <clears throat> I, my story becomes my proof that God's real. And that's the only way I get to that level of, of understanding. The only way I get to that level of like courage can only be tested by danger. Like we want the character without the suffering. We want to have full confidence in God without ever going through anything. No courage only comes as a result of danger. Character only comes as a result of going through some suffering and enduring it. I told you a story, I'm not going to tell it today, but the night before my wedding, me and all my groomsmen got mugged at, at, at knife point, got, or, I mean sorry, gunpoint, and uh, got, got beat up in the process and took all of our stuff. And when we got back to, when I got back to my, my college that uh, few weeks later, it was funny because words started to spread about what had happened to us. And as words started to spread about what happened to us, all of a sudden I started hearing all these other guys who weren't there. They started talking about what they would have done had they been there. Oh, such bravery. I mean, such feats of strength were talked about. They started asking them, well, didn't anybody dive at the gun and pull it out of his hand and do a karate? Didn't anybody do that? That's what I would have done. I start hearing stories like that, and I said, no, that's not what you would have done. You'd have been praying on, our, on your knees like we were praying on our knees. Like, that's not, like, you don't know what you would have done until you're there. That's where character comes in. I only know that I can stand for God through anything once I go through anything. And But it's something good about if I've gone through some suffering and I've endured it, I know God is real in my life. I know I'm sold out to God because the devil tried to take me out, and he didn't. He couldn't. Oh, it, but it gets even better because then as we have that kind of character, as we become our own evidence for the presence of God, the activity of God, because God healed me, because God provided for me, because God restored me, because I was in turmoil and God provided peace. When when I have that as my evidence now, it's the evidence in my own life. Now that character, what does that produce? That character now produces hope you're like wait i thought we started with hope we did that's what's so great is we start with this baseline of hope by position and then we start going through some stuff and we endure and we make it and that endurance builds some character in our life and now what does that character produce even more hope now the next time I go through some suffering, I got twice as much hope as I did the last time I went through some suffering. So I'll be even stronger and I'll go through that cycle again and at the end of it, I'll get even more hope. The next time I go through suffering, I'll have three times. I'll have compounded interest on my hope because I've stayed true to the living God. That's the real value of hope in our life. And this hope, it cannot fail. You know why? It can't fail because it's based on Jesus Christ, and He is—it is impossible for Him to let you down. Hope is a powerful, powerful source in our life. Quickly, there was a a program in a, um, a school, and uh, they had a system in which they would go and teach, um, teach, and have substitutes and have tutors go and help kids that were out of school for a period of time. Maybe they were out of school for like uh, for being sick or having uh, an injury or something like that. And so one of these tutors was hired to go to a hospital to tutor a boy that was there in the hospital. He was going to be in there for, for a little while and so this Tutor took this assignment. She went by and saw the regular teacher and the regular teacher said, yeah, we've been teaching adverbs and, and nouns and stuff like that. So if you would just kind of review that with him, we want to keep that fresh in his mind. So she said, okay. She walks into the hospital room to, to do this this uh, teaching session with this boy. When she walks in, she's taken back at his appearance. He'd been burned over a lot of his body, most of his body, and it was, it was tough for her to look at. And so she tried to kind of just hide her shock at, at his appearance. She ends up sitting down, and she starts to go over adverbs and nouns and teach the lesson with him. She leaves, thinking that she hasn't really accomplished that much or done that great. The next day, she so- shows up for the next session. And when she walks through the halls of the hospital on her way to that little boy's room, one of the nurses stops her and says, what, what did you do yesterday? And she thinks she's done something wrong, so she starts to apologize. Oh, I'm sorry, I just wasn't ready for She's like, no, no, I mean his whole situation is turned around. Like he's responding to the treatment and he's, his attitude is so much different and he, he's fighting to get better. Like, what, what happened in there? She said, I don't know, I just, I just taught the lesson. And he continues to improve, he continues to get better. And a couple weeks later, he finally tells somebody what had happened on that day. He tells somebody, I had completely given up hope. I thought I was gonna die. And then when my school sent that teacher in here to teach me nouns and adverbs, I thought to myself, well, they wouldn't bother teaching a boy that was getting ready to die anything about school. So it's at that point I realized I was gonna live. What changed in that little boy's life? Hope, if you would, would you allow me just to be that in your life right now? Because some of you are really suffering. You're going through a season. Can I tell you, God didn't send me here. He wouldn't send me here to talk to you about hope if he didn't have a plan for you. Some of you, you're barely enduring. Like, you're like, I I mean, I am enduring it, but I mean, I'm down to my last ounce of endurance. Yeah, but God sent me to go, no, just endure. Because it's going to build something, it's going to produce something else. It's going to produce some character. And once you have that proof and that evidence and that character, it's going to produce some more hope in your life. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.